The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Good evening. Welcome. Glad you are with us. Oh, my goodness. It's a Monday. The holiday weekend is over. We are back at it. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. That's how you get involved in the program. If you call in, you'll be talking to Tommy. He's executive producing the big broadcast tonight. And if you want to text, why not start with our text question of the night, which is easy. Are you still eating Thanksgiving leftovers? And if so, what are you still eating? Uh, I give. Listen, I'm a guy who is not... Uh, I'm not a slave to the expiration dates, so I would I would eat I give it a week. Like I'll eat leftovers for a week from Thanksgiving. This year, unfortunately, I do not have any Thanksgiving leftovers because we were out for Thanksgiving uh, with my brother and the rest of my family. So I didn't cook anything. Uh, that is tragic. Tommy, uh, how long will you eat a leftover? Ooh. Um, Hello, by the way. Oh, I hope hey, you had a nice hey, Thanksgiving. Hey, no, I had a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. Uh, Listen, I hope time you did is short. Well. We don't, uh, all, all these, uh, all the niceties. We got to throw I all the niceties we out. We had a great Thanksgiving. I assumed. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm around the same timeline. I think a week's a good time. I don't usually get a lot of them because I am a am a Thanksgiving import. I go somewhere else for Thanksgiving. It's always nice. Um, so. My aunt, she hooks it up. She cooks for an army, and 15 people show up, so it's always a great time. And it Sounds good. I take a plate home, so usually that gets me about a day or two. My mom does a very small Thanksgiving as well on her side that she might bring a plate home. So I usually don't make it to a week, but I would have no shame making stuffing and turkey sandwiches a week later. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. So you do get to bring some home. That was going to be my next question. If you, if your aunt, who it sounds like she cooks a ton. I mean, she can't fit anybody, it in her fridge after she has to give away plates. So she has to give it away. Yes. That's always nice. And I think people who cook big dinners like that want people to take some stuff. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. When my brother used to cook at his house or when I've cooked big things at my house, it's always like, just take it because... Like, if you just came and enjoyed it, that's one thing. If you cooked it and had to deal with it for all that time, sometimes you just want to, please, take it and enjoy it. She is a very common host for most of the family gatherings because she enjoys that part of it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, she's doing the work of Christ, the hosting that many people all the time. It's rough. Just seems ridiculous, but she's been doing it most of my life, if not all, every maybe a break every year once in a while and go to someone else's house, but... She still even cooks over there kind of thing. So she she definitely appreciates people taking it away from her after she does her work. I bet. Uh, I We had a big weekend, all through, all of us, with uh, college football. Your alma mater. Yes. How excited were you to bring home the big Paul Bunyan axe again? Chop over, it down. Uh, Chop Golden it down. Golden Gophers. Yes, it's been gone for a year, so it was nice to get it back. And with a year that's been pretty... Up and down, I would say, is a good term for this Wisconsin Badgers football season. Uh, super excited to win the big game. Bowl eligible again. You know, I can't wait to go win the Duke's Mayo Bowl or something and bring that trophy home as well. <laughs> well, that's good. All right, explain to me quickly um, the the Paul Bunyan acts. I know the legend of Paul Bunyan. I know all of that. Yes. How did it become a thing between uh, the Golden Gophers and... And the badge. So I don't know if you're familiar with this, but they didn't always used to play for Paul Bunyan's axe. They they had an original trophy that was, 
I believe, a slab of bacon, uh, which was the original what they played for, if you would. And then okay. uh, pretty shortly after, that didn't last long. I don't know if they were using fresh bacon every year and it was getting expensive or something. <laughs> but they switched over to Paul Bunyan's axe, and that's now the rivalry between Wisconsin and Minnesota when they play their college football game. It has been heavily dominated over the last decades or so by the Wisconsin Badgers, but it's become more competitive now. And obviously there's a mini rivalry of states between Wisconsin and Minnesota, especially in the football category when you think sure. of professional or collegiate. Oh, yeah. uh, it's yeah. actually the longest running rivalry in college football, other, other nice. than like Harvard-Yale you know, or something like that. Okay. It is, it's like the longest legitimate rivalry. They've played a lot of games. And I think it's like 130-some years old. So, Well, that's very cool. I know it was a big deal. I teach with a, a Wisconsin alum. He was very jacked about it today. So that was one big college football story It's surrounding the show. The second, my alma mater, Southern Illinois University, won their first round. They're in the FCS playoffs. Okay. They beat Nickel State 35 nothing. Yeah. Not, uh, not too bad. It's all right. Yep. So now they are uh, they are going to play Idaho in round two uh, on Friday night. Tough matchup. And it is a tough matchup. The Vandals are number four seed in the uh, 2014 playoff format. Uh, so that's going to be that's going to be a tough game. The last time the Salukis and this used to be called the FCS playoffs used to be the Class One AA category. The last time the Salukis won that was in 1983, oh. and uh, someone you know was hey. in the stands. Nice. Yes. So I'm hoping that... So SIU did very well. Gosh, Wisconsin you were in college in 1983, well. Brian? Oh, my gosh. I was in college in 1983, <laughs> yes. I'm very old. Uh, no, I was, I was already a, I was already an alum oh, in gosh. I was going. <laughs> I, had, I had been out of school for 15 years. I was doing justice. And I was justice. just so excited that I went... I knew... I started to tell this story, and I was like, well, you can't, you can't fudge the year. It's... <laughs> That's the way it is. Fair enough, yeah. Um, and then Tulane, where my daughter went, which is now ranked 17th in the country, they are playing for the American Athletic Conference Championship yeah. on Saturday against uh, SMU, where another one of where one of my brothers graduated from. It's college football has become the thing in this family and on this show because of uh, because of your Badger. Alumnus I, I always say that I would trade probably two or three 0 and 17 seasons of Green Bay football for a national championship at Wisconsin football. A hundred percent. I I am I was a Badger fan before I went there, you know, grew up in this state, obviously. I, I have very good memories of going to watch Badger games with my my dad and my family. So I, I always had uh, a love for that sport more than professional football. Still love the Packers, absolutely. Still sure. determines my mood and how my Thanksgiving goes, too. So I understand that logic, but there's just something about the Wisconsin Badgers. I, I know the expectations I set are way too high, but I keep coming back. Well, here's the thing. With college football, if you are an alum of a school – you have a much more personal connection to that institution than you do to a professional franchise. Like 
you can grow up being a fan of a professional team. But if you go to a school that does well in, it doesn't matter what sport, but you know, if it's in one of the big sports, you're, you're attracted to that. And that's part of you because you feel more of, you feel more a part of that community than you do a professional. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I I had classes with some of these guys, you know, that's it. And so, you know, if, if you went to a school or in our case, like with Tulane, our daughter went there, my money went there. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm part of the community. The, hey, that, <laughs> that program turned around. Some of my dough. That, that program turned around really well over the last few years. I mean, it's been last year exponentially. They were right? 10 and they were 10 and one. The year before that, they were one and 10. Right. This year, at this point, they're 11 and one. Right. And, uh, last was it the year the Sugar Bowl the or the bowl. Cotton Bowl last Cotton Bowl. Last yeah, okay. year was the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. So I've been watching. Uh, there's, and it's it's just like this. I was looking at all the predictions for the Badgers too. All right, where are they going to play? You know, obviously they're they're going to a bowl, but which one? Uh, where's is it going to be the Music City Bowl? Mm. Is it go, in Nashville? Is it going to be the one in Tampa that used to be the Orange Bowl? But then the Big Ten. Uh, if somebody makes the Orange Bowl, they do. It's all crazy, and nobody knows. Um, and it's the same with Tulane. They're saying, oh, maybe it's going to be in uh, Atlanta. And, uh, you know, they don't know who they're going to take on. And with Southern, with this playoff thing, it's going to take a while before they get to the point where they'd be going for the, for the FCS championship. Um, so I, I can't even... I can't even make my football travel plans for the uh, early winter. Well, I'll tell you, if they make their way to the Music City Bowl, I, I might find a way to go to Nashville. Like that seems like to. a pretty fun vacation to go revolve around football. It would be, first of all, going to the game would be amazing. And right. this, I, I only tell you this because of going to the Cotton Bowl last year. There's a different vibe at one of these big bowl games. Sure. It's it's really cool. And then you throw in, yeah, Nashville's Nashville's a great city to go and have a, a you know, a couple day couple day uh road trip to. And it's close enough to drive. See, that's the other thing. Like I'm I'm hoping uh, Somebody gets close enough to drive to. That's I, a good like, perk for sure. I I don't want to fly over the holidays. Not a chance. Yeah, yeah. Flying during New Year's type times. Yeah. Oof. Ooh, no. Sorry. 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 I almost I almost booked a couple rooms yesterday for uh, Atlanta just in case. <laughs> but I'm gonna wait till I'm gonna wait till early. Yeah, Saturday, you'll jinx Sunday. it if what you do that. Is, yeah, I know. What time is the? Uh, well, they're already in a bowl. They're going to a bowl. There's sure, no doubt right. About yep. It. As long as you Even win if six they games, they don't win the conference. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, I don't know. What time did they do the selections on Sunday? It's going to be a busy day. Ah, uh, gosh, we'll hear about so it. I'm we'll sure. We'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah, the sport. We got sports guys here at WTMJ. They a couple of them talk about all that stuff. Love it. All right, let's take a quick break. Then we'll come back. And, and now, Tommy and I seem very jacked about the holidays. We, things are going well so far. That's not the that not always the story for everybody i have some advice if the holidays start to give you a little bit of the blues we'll get to that and then after the 7 30 news uh gen z's we got to have a conversation so a lot coming up it's wtmj night first i love that song second it is not uncommon for a lot of us to have blue christmases blue holidays starting now starting through thanksgiving and uh christmas hanukkah new year's there's a lot of people who don't get 
that joyful feeling around this time of year. And uh, according to the National Association on Mental Illness, the holiday season has a negative impact on 64% of people with mental health issues, but it's, it's also tough for people who throughout the rest of the year don't exhibit any sort of mental health issues. And I, I'll be honest, I've had Christmas and holiday seasons that were pretty rough. Uh, I think a lot of us have. Uh, now, I'm not talking about, you know, from Thanksgiving Day till February, but we all have those times because there's a lot of pressure on the holidays. We put pressure on ourselves. People put pressure on us. There's the pressure of, hey, you're going to go to this party. You're going to see the family. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Everybody's going to be, oh, everybody's going to be jolly jolly. Well, that's not uh, that's not true. A clinical, a clinical social worker was quoted in this story saying, it's normal for every human to experience sadness and anxiety if it moves into an area where these feel more problematic. Uh, they're not when they're not emotions that come and go, but emotions that stay and begin to feel heavier. Then that is when it is a challenge. Um, so, what do we do? What do we do about it? Because we can't fight it. I'm. I'll be honest. I'm suspicious of people who are always happy. Uh, there's. I. I don't know. There's something wrong. Doesn't it? Doesn't quite sit right. If you're always happy, you're always perky and upbeat. Eh, you're hiding something. You probably have some bodies in your basement. Something, something's not right. Like Tommy, I used to think Tommy was always happy. Then I found a couple times he wasn't. I was like, whew, good. <laughs> Tommy is not a no, serial No, I, I get good. that vibe. I know exactly what you're talking about when you have someone who you interact with where it's like, could you just be in a bad mood every once in a while? Yeah, and not even not even like screaming and yelling bad mood, but just, come on. Just bring it down. always wonderful. Right. That's not right. That's not right. But so for most of us, except for the psychopaths, we go through these little rough patches during the holidays. And so the advice is to prioritize rest. Okay, well, that's good advice all the time. Fueling your body in healthy ways, which is hard during the holidays. You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of cookies and cocktails and big meals. But, you know, try to do that. Move your body in a way that feels good. Hello. Um, I don't think that's what they meant, but that that feels good if that's how you move your body. Uh, So those are all great, and those are the self-care kind of things that we do all the time, right, or that we're told to do all the time. I don't know, um, you know, if you do them all the time. I guess we should try. Uh, But they also say that the biggest thing during the holidays to prevent this kind of uh, overwhelming feeling of uh, anxiety or sadness, however you want to label it, is to set boundaries. You have to have the ability to say yes or no. Uh, you got to have limitations. And though that goes a long way for making yourself feel better during the holidays. It is, uh, it's right. See, and for me, it used to be, and maybe this is uh, for you as well, I had this idealized version of what Christmas should be in my head like a Norman Rockwell kind of painting. And unfortunately, I don't live in a painting. I live in the world, and the world doesn't always, uh, well, one, they don't ever know what's really lurking in my dome. And secondly, we don't, we don't live like Norman Rockwell paintings. Some of us come pretty close. Some of us are really far away. But 
if you once I let that go and went, well, you know what, Christmas is going to be Christmas. Uh, Thanksgiving is going to be Thanksgiving. Whatever happens, happens. As long as everybody's here and uh, we can get along for that time, and that's that's good. Does it have to look like everybody's cheery, cheery? Does it have to look picture perfect? Nope, it doesn't. And I think when we when we start to accept those kind of things, that goes a long way in helping you enjoy things more, and not to a not to a silly level, but just to enjoy things more. So it's it is a tough time for people. I'm not. Uh, I don't in any way want to come across as minimizing that because I you know I have people in my own life who would holidays are tough. Could be maybe you lost somebody. Um, any any number of reasons. So if if somebody or if you are having trouble, reach out, try to get some help. Uh, there's there's hotlines you can call and just ease up on yourself a little bit because really the holidays will be over before we know it. And then we'll be on to another reason to be all anxious. All right, let's do this. Then there's more. It's WTMJ Nights. TMJ Knights, glad you're here. We're here till 8 o'clock. And then it's Bucks Weekly with our man Justin Garcia. So stick around for that. The Bucks off tonight, obviously. That's why Justin is talking to you. Uh, they're back tomorrow. All right. Uh, Tommy, you know, I try not to bash the younger generations, even though you threw shade at me for when I was in college. Uh, you know, that's fine. I don't, uh, I, I, listen, I was a younger generation once, and now I'm not. So I, I like to fine. think I help represent the younger generation to you. You you do. You do a very nice job. You uh, you give me a touchstone for the generation. I, I, I don't keep you want... hit. Oh, I, listen. If I were any hipper, I'd have to go in for surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is just, uh, I'm like a ball and socket. That's how hip I am. <laughs> All right. Now, do, do you, where, what, where do you consider yourself? What generation? Are you Gen I, I Z? I am Gen Z. I'm right. smack and in the middle is... of it. I think it starts in 96 or 95, and I am born in 2000. All right, good. Then this is, you are the, you, unfortunately, you're going to have to take the heat for your generation on this one. I'm used to it. And, Let's go for and it. And try to explain it to me, because this is not, this is not the usual, you know, oh, what emoji kind of, this is, this is like real world stuff. Okay. Nearly a third of Gen Zers steal from the self-checkout aisle, according to a new survey. Ooh. Yeah. This is not this is not the flag you want to die on as would it, a Gen Would it Z-er. be worse if I tell you I am not surprised by that one bit and would have almost yes. guessed it was higher? All right. See, this is what I'm this is what I'm trying to get to. Let me give the quick facts and then yes, I want to know that because my question is What's going on? Yeah. What 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 does this say about not only society as a whole, but the younger people that we are entrusting? And I know this sounds very oh, wave the flag kind of stuff. We're entrusting with the future. Sure. So we've all heard of Lending Tree. They're becoming. They did this. They did did this poll. Thirty one percent of Gen Z consumers have stolen items from self checkout kiosks. That's compared to fifteen percent of consumers of any other age. Those uh, those figures coming out now as a lot of retailers are starting to rethink the self-checkout thing. Um, some of the respondents to the poll say they regretted stealing it, but 
to your point, Tommy, 44% said they plan to continue stealing from the self-checkout lines, while 37% they would do so to save money on groceries or healthcare goods. Uh, those who had stolen, only a third said they had ever been caught. Now, Walmart is already doing away with a lot of their self-checkouts, and Walmart had just gone, a lot of Walmarts had gone through a big remodel. Uh, two of the Walmarts near me are now exclusively self-checkout. Well, Walmart in New Mexico shut all that down. They went, no, no more. We're, we're bringing people back, which is good. I like to see people getting jobs. Uh, Wegmans, which is a big uh, grocery store chain, yep. they took all the self-checkouts and the scan-as-you-shop things because people were thieving. Uh, Costco is rethinking and doing. they're putting more people at their self-checkout lanes because people are stealing. Uh, I, I can't fathom this. Now, am I the most honest guy on the planet? I was going to say probably not, but I'm going to say no, I'm not. Um, you know, I'm honest enough to where like the other night, just to give my, this is not for a pat on the back or, Hey, look at me, but it kind of gives where I'm at on this story. We had gone to a, a show and we stopped at a place for a burger afterwards and I ordered a second beer while well, the check came and the second beer wasn't on the tab. And I was like, Ooh, I could get a free beer or I could do the right thing and tell the, the waitress she forgot to put it on there who she was also the bartender. Um, and I told her and I was rewarded with the beer being on the house. She goes, thank you for being so honest. It's on me. I was like, all right, but all right. But to, to, to steal from the self-checkout line, I don't know where the justi justification can be. When, when that many people, 37% or 44% plan to continue stealing, how do you justify that? All right, Tommy, I turn to you because you said you, not, not that you, <laughs> not that you're that 44%, but you said you, you thought it was going to be higher and you can, you I don't want. To, I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, this no, didn't surprise no. It's totally you. I'll fine. Do that. So, how about that? I, I remember a story when I was, I mean, like seven, eight years old. I had stolen some money from my mom's purse or something when we were at a rummage sale to buy something, and she caught me, and it was the worst feeling ever. So I had never, never, ever come close to stealing anything through a self checkout line because of that fear and embarrassment right. that comes with it. So she drilled that into my brain, but. I had plenty of people I had known through school, um, throughout the years, or even workplace, uh, that do it every time just to say that it's been done at a, at a place. Uh, you know, something as small as like a candy bar or... So they're not doing it out of financial need, they're doing it like as a badge of honor? Oh, yeah. I had a, I had a college roommate I, um, that lived on the same like floor as me didn't directly live with me that would do it every single time he went to Walmart. And it was like, why, what, what is the point? You know? And it was just like, I don't know. I can like, that was just something I always did or whatever. And I remember thinking that was crazy. And then more and more, I would hear more people's stories about it. And I, I mean, I've never even thought about doing it, so it's always like something I can't wrap my head around. But I know that it's much more prevalent than I thought it would be. 
See, and I don't know. I guess I just don't understand that mode of thinking. I don't. Could you even include like popping tags at places and stuff like that? You know, I mean, there's all different types of it. I'm not surprised shoplifting is high by any means. Really? Well, I'm I'm not surprised shoplifting is high. I'm surprised there are so many people that are unapologetically stealing. Like where does that where does that mentality come from? Where do you how were you raised? What has be and I'm listen, uh I'm not blind to the fact that a lot of people are struggling. Uh and it's the old conundrum if you steal a loaf of bread to feed your family is that justified? And morally, you could say, well, no, stealing is never justified, da 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 But in the real world, um, if your kids are starving, you do, you risk whatever you have to risk. Sure, and I, sure. And I know that still, that still hurts the business owner. I understand that. There's, it, that's a no-win situation. I, exactly. I have no examples of that from the examples I provided you. All of it is, you know... Well, wealth or not wealthy, but well people. Yeah, it's people who don't need to steal. No, they're just stealing for fun. Right uh, now, I'm getting as a as a I'm getting told that I did allow a stealing to take place at the bar the other night because the bartender gave me a free beer. I think in the bar business, uh, a few free pours is expected i don't know if this woman was the manager she seemed she seemed to be doing pretty much everything other than cooking she was bartending she was ringing things up she was taking care of the table she was taking care of the people at the bar it was a small place i don't know but uh somebody said that i allowed her to steal for me <laughs> i don't I, I i'm going to i'm going to disagree uh, with that point. Peter says, I love self-checkouts and scan as you go, eagerly using them whenever offered and would hate to see them go. I would never steal via them and abhor those who are ruining it for the honest folks. This is why, Peter, and it's a cliche, but it is why we can't have nice things. Right. I love the self-checkouts. I love to just, you know, I got to get in and out, especially like when they put them in at Costco and Sam's, I love it because... A lot of times I'll go in there, I, I'm not filling up a cart with, you know, two weeks worth of groceries. I'm grabbing one or two things. I'm in and I'm out. So if I can get to the self-checkout, and I like the places where they've limited the self-checkouts to under 10 items or 15 items or fewer, whatever, that's great. Uh, so I use them, and it, I would hate to see them go as well. Uh, I'm struggling with if this is... If this is the mentality of people in their 20s, that it's okay to steal, that they're not going to stop stealing because they've never gotten caught, um, some of them are saying, well, I'm doing it to save money. What does that bode for the future? Because to me, stealing is... Stealing is... Uh, Really reveals your character. If you're it's willing scummy. to take, a little yeah, bit. it's scummy. Right. That's it's scummy. You're you're trashy. If you're just stealing to steal, or if you're you know, if you're stealing for whatever reason, it's trashy. Now, again, we could split hairs on some things, but it still comes down to this. You know, I think we've all seen people shoplift. Uh, I know I have. 
I know when I worked in retail, we would catch people trying to steal all the time. All the time. And it's, you know, it, there's never... it. But if these people are stealing at 20 and thinking it's okay, is that something you grow out of? I don't think so. I think that's that's something innate to your character. And some people will change, but I think there's a, a large number of people who won't change. And if you think something that isn't okay is okay when you're in your 20s, I don't know what, what does that mean for you, for us, when those people are in their 30s and their 40s. You know, does it mean that, you know, when I'm infirmed, Tommy's going to come into my room and steal all my stuff because I don't need it anymore. I'm just an infirmed old man. You best not come and steal from me, Tommy. I would not. I would never. I know you wouldn't. Matt would. I, I've heard him say he's already had. Yeah, I, I know. Mm -hmm. I See, he doesn't think I know that he plots against me. <laughs> I know. I know. Matt's, oh, Matt's already looking to steal stuff from me. Thinks I'm just a big dupe. He's going to come and get it. Um, I don't know. Let me, uh, we'll, we'll take a break, but I want, before I take the break, I'll just ask this question. If you want to answer, go ahead. Is stealing ever justified? Is there ever the reason? Unfortunately, I don't think so. Not unfortunately. What am I, what am I apologizing for? Not, <laughs> for not breaking the law? All right, let's do this. Then there's more. It's WTMJ night. But I'm thinking yeah, it's time for a change. Gen Zers, stop stealing from the self-checkout lines or we're all going to be upset. Uh, Justin Garcia is in the building because, of course, Bucks Weekly comes up at 8 o'clock. And he heard us talking about Costco and he wanted to jump in. Uh, I, we always welcome Justin. He's always he's always a man with some hot takes. And, uh, you know, he's got things to say. And we like to give him the opportunity to say them with us. Uh, hi, Justin. How are you? I'm doing... Uh Pretty good. How are, uh, right. how are things so what going was, here? What's going on with Costco? You got a you got a beef? Well, it's not so much beef. I mean, it's still um, it may be the store I frequent uh, the most, non grocery store that is. Okay. Um, but my big issue is you mentioned the self checkout, and yes. it was a long time coming for Costco to bring in their own version of the of the self checkout. But the the only issue I have is now. Every time I go there and use it, I usually only have a handful of things, and I seldom use a cart there, and right. I'm usually just in and out. Um, now when you go to self-checkout, they ask you for your card right before you can check out to verify that it is you, the member that's buying this. Where I, I already because of the Gen Zers. Well, and look, I already showed the card when I got in the I building. Know. So, like, what are we doing here? And uh, my hands are usually full when I have an attendant. Like, hey, can I see your card? Like, sure. Can you hold these then? That's why I have started because I'm in the exact same uh, position you are. The thing is, when I go into Costco, I my card never leaves my wallet. Like, I pull out just a corner so they see the yeah. C, yeah. and I go in. So they haven't really checked me. And now we got all these people stealing from the self-checkout, so I, I kind of get it. But yes, if you're carrying something, it's impossible. They should give us they should give us cards on lanyards then, or like a name tag when we come in. Hi, my name is Brian, and slap it on your slap it on your chest. Just do it like then, a nightclub where they they take a highlighter and they mark your wrist. So then, so just gonna yes. watch just mark, the microchip right in your hand. There you just got hold me. your hand up to a reader. That's it. I want to get checked once. I don't want to get checked. 
coming in, then at the register, then have to wait in the line while uh, the old lady with the clipboard looks. And then they rescan. They've started rescanning yeah. at Sam's. They rescan every item. Everything. Like, yeah. I just paid for this. Right. What, like four feet. You were. You <laughs> saw me. I was right there. I've been there, same thing, where I leave at Sam's Club because, uh, like you, I, I go to both, depending on yes. what it is I'm looking for. And same thing, where I usually don't have a cart, and my hands are full, and it's, all right, we got to scan these one by one, and then it's repositioning everything. Like, wait a minute, I just scanned these myself, and here's the receipt. What are we doing well, here? Well, here's what you got to do, Justin. Always use a cart. It keeps the cart jockeys employed because they have to go out. And even if you have one thing, I don't care anymore. One thing, I'm using a big cart. Hey, you want my hands free to get in my wallet and show you things? Why don't you just use a basket? Do they not have baskets oh there? Tommy. At Costco, Tommy. What? See, this is when you you laughed at my age before. This is when I go, Tommy is a little child. <laughs> no. A basket. A tisket, a tasket. What are well, they, Red Riding have you Hood? Never, have you never my, used so a basket at a I'm, grocery store convenience? Not at a Costco or a Sam's. I usually don't there either. I try to just get in. So my Do issue, they have them? No. Are no. you kidding me? Oh, okay. I didn't know. What, what you're going to put Tommy, a 48 pound of toilet paper? Roll your pack. Right. What kind of basket are you going to carry? I, I try to avoid a cart at Costco because my fear is if I have the cart and you go down the aisles and it's why well, I never thought about that, but why wouldn't I need this? Then it's just one after another. And before you know it, I'm leaving $250 later. Yeah, but those carts are big for a reason. They don't want. They don't want us just going in. They like you and I are not their target audience, Justin. Going in for two or three things. Obviously not me. We're either. not supposed to be able to carry stuff out of there barehanded. Right. That's why they don't have baskets. Tommy. Yeah, that makes sense. now. no baskets. Everything is huge. Mm. You I don't, know, I don't like. I don't like shopping at places without a basket. I think I just discovered that right now. So in my other uh, life, what? there's someone I work with that that did a lot of digital stuff for Costco, and we were talking recently about their because they've just started to update their their app and basically move into like 2005 with the app now um (laughs) but they were they were talking about all the strategy digitally there and and basically saying like yeah we know it's terrible we don't care because we would prefer you come into the store because when you're in the store you'll start to walk around and like i said oh i didn't think i needed a 15 foot stuffed teddy bear but i'm here now so why won't i get it that's it. I never, you know, I rarely go into the same place where I'm thinking, I got to get some blueberries and I got to get some celery and, oh, some Adidas track pants. I need those too. I rarely do are those things on the same list. But if I'm in Costco or Sam's, you never know what you're going to walk out with. Listen, uh, I got to ask you this, Justin, before we take the break and you come in with Bucks Weekly. There have been, uh, there have been some grumblings about the Bucks, even though their record is very stellar. There's uh, there's been people saying that things aren't uh, uh, things aren't good. There's some red flags. Are you going to be talking about these red flags, or if if indeed there are red flags with the Bucks? No, uh, just like with my health, I will avoid and ignore the red flags. No, no, we will talk about it because it came up again yesterday where the Bucks. The good and the bad. They had a 26-point comeback, and it's, hey, that's the best comeback in the second half in team history. It was the largest of the season. Sure. But, oh, by the way, why were you down 26 points uh, to the Portland Trail Blazers? <laughs> yes. And I know uh, Bobby Portis was like, well, a win's a win. Yes, that's true. That's true. And you can't argue with the record. But you're right. Uh, 
there's a reason you were down 26. Maybe we got to address that. And Justin will be addressing that after the news. Bucks Weekly comes your way at 8 o'clock. Uh, Tommy, thank you for all your help tonight. Justin, thanks for jumping on. We always enjoy talking to you. Thank you for listening and being part of the program. I'll talk to you again Wednesday night right here on WTMJ.